0: Okay, Haribo. Welcome, everybody, to blissful Govardhan Hill as long as you're moving at a break net speed in the direction of service to Krishna. And if you're not, it's blissful Govardhan Hill in another way. <laughs> but the sadhus are coming. Um, and uh, show you something interesting. I worked on this initially, I was the spiritual director for about half of it. Biography of Viandra. I got advanced copies from the publisher. It will be the standard. No biography has been written. No biography has been written to this standard. It's a professionally written biography um, glorifying Ayendra and, and Prabhupada's mission, and it's, it's wonderful. Now, today I'm in a little bit of a bind because in one hotel here five minutes away, Gopal Dom, I'm scheduled in class There's a, to uh, a group of 150 Russians. I do it every day, every year. But what I'll try to do today is kind of summarize the rest of the Udava story. And then I'm gonna go on to something else. I'm thinking of revisiting um, the story of Dhruva Maharaj. I have beautiful commentaries, Prabhupada's commentaries, they have other commentaries. Okay. Reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 10, Chapter 47, Text 69. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Krishnaya Pranipatyaya. Bakyudrek. After falling down to pay his homage, Uddhava described to Lord Krishna the immense devotion of the residents of Vraja. Uddhava also described it to Vasudev, Lord Balaram, King Ugrasena, and presented to them the gifts of tribute he had brought with him. Thus ends the purports of the humble servants of his divine grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, to the 10th canto, 47th chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam, entitled Song of the Bee. Om Gana Timurandasya Kananjana Shalakaya Taksu yena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Stapitam Yena Bhutale, Sayam Rupa Kadamayam, Dadati Sapadantikam, Vansha Kalpa Tarubyas Cha Sindhu Patitanam Bhavanevyo, Vaishnavavavyo, Namo Nama, Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda, Siyad Veta Gadadhar Adi Adhi Bhaktavinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna Krishna, Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama Rama Rama, Rama, Rama Hare Hare So I'm going to give now not much time, but I'm going to try to give a summary of, of the story. It's about a message to the gopis to pacify the gopis. From Krishna's intimate, beloved friend, confidant, you can't, you won't get a uh, confidential message unless you're a confidant. (laughs) Confidential message means it's not easily understood outside of your own heart and mind. So no one likes to speak something that's misunderstood. It, it's, I, I know that myself. Especially when it can be misunderstood unfavorably about you. And not just out of the ego, but if, if, if someone's a spiritual person, then it may deal with matters of faith. Or it's a friend that may deal with matters of friendship. So confidential matters are very rarely given easily. But they're given to this udava, and it's a message to the Gopis which has two purposes. The first purpose is to pacify them. And the second purpose is he should go there and understand their love, um, witness it, and then communicate that. So he does go and we're up to the part where the Krishna finally, he gives the message of Krishna as it is. He just basically reads Krishna's message to them. The first part of the message dealt with some kind of gyanic understanding for various reasons, but then Krishna says the actual fact, the actual reason, because he's explaining why he left. the actual reason I left is to intensify your devotion. Because, and then he gives a reason, because that which is in the mind is often closer than that which is before the eye. And absence makes the heart grow fun. And he gave an example. A woman is missing her lover, then she's absorbed in that more. But then he tells it by this kind of remembrance of me, Nam Rupli Laguna, my presence is actually there. <laughs> Because where our separation from God is, is not a physical distance. It's a matter of consciousness. Because how can you be separated from God from a physical distance when God is Advayam Gan? There's nothing outside of God. So where is God? Is he in this pillar? Aranyakashipu challenges. God said yes. Then he took the sword out and he came. Why? Because God is everywhere. He just Mayata Tamidam Sarvam jagat Avyakta by my unmanifested form of everywhere. But I appear personally, but where does he appear personally? To the devotee who has love to him, he appears personally. So this is a very important message for the gopis and for us. And then he gives an example that the devotees that could not go to the rasa dance by thinking of my pastimes, achieved my personal presence. This is the same message that was given to the wives of the Brahmins. And this is the message to us. Krishna is there in his pastimes. Which invoke our love for him. And then, um, and then the gopis become somewhat pacified. They become somewhat pacified with this inspiration to remember Krishna, and then they begin to remember Krishna. <laughs> but they remember him on the Prakat Leela, the, the, the manifest Leela but the remembrance brings them to the unmanifested. So they're they're overwhelmed with emotion. Yes, we remember Krishna. And then their feelings come out. He's in Matara, is he forgetting us? Is he thinking of us? And they have this unalloyed love and they think he'd be happier if he was in Vrindavan. So they're and you know, Udava just is he, he when he sees just just their constant remembrance, their constant deep emotion. This is for us. Advanced devotees are constantly hearing about Krishna. And they enter into Krishna's pastimes and they're relieved of all their anxiety. I was just with Dori Prabhu and it was so nice. He was he was saying how his holiness Satsruk Maharaj is setting such, such a good example. He's he's eighty-three now, so he can't move any place. That's it. At a particular time, Krishna will tell you you can't travel, you're just staying in this one place. And uh because I, I, I get his journal, he's just chanting and hearing all day. That's the example. Um, even in the Bhagavatam, it says, what is the duty of a man who's about to die? And what should he not do? If you want to be fearless at the time of death, Hari Nam, Hari Nam, Anu Chanting, and chanting means hearing. Chanting and hearing, always. The more we do it, the more our heart will be satisfied. And as as said in the prayers, the more we'll be free from fear. Because fear is born out of the illusion that the body is the self and it's fortified when we dwell on the emotions that come from that illusion. But when we're actually doing spiritual activities, when we're chanting and hearing about Krishna and doing devotional service, that fortifies the conception of the soul, which is eternal. And it fortifies the conception of what the soul is who we really are, which is a servant of Krishna, which is eternal. So Buddha is just so amazed at what he's seen, the level of devotion that he's seen. He's just so amazed by the level of devotion he's seen. The gopis, Divyan Mada divine madness, completely absorbed in, in, in Krishna. And, and then and the example, or one of the things that he was amazed is when that certain gopi, which is Sri Radha, she was talking to a bumblebee as if the bumblebee, because the bumblebee was black, was the servant of Krishna. He was seeing this and because he was the direct disciple of Brihaspan and he knew the Shastra, even though this was kind of a new subject for him, Gopi Bhav, he had the frame of reference to understand that this was some extraordinary ecstasy. Just like Sarva Bhamba even though he was an impersonalist, when Lord Chaitanya fainted in the in the in the Jagannath Mandir. When he first came to Puri and he saw Lord Jagannath, his Lord, and he fainted, and he kindly took him to his home. He took a, a piece of cotton and put it by his nose because they didn't know if he was alive or not, and saw that the breath was very, very slight—that he was still living—and and that that kind of subtle kind of breath, almost not breathing, but he understood from the symptoms, from his understanding of Shastra, even though he was in a personalist, that this was a symptom of, of ecstasy. He may, had a, he may have had a different conception of what the ultimate goal of life is or, or what that was ecstasy of, but he had a frame of reference to understand it that an ordinary person wouldn't. So Uddhava, who was the, uh, the most learned and direct disciple of Brihaspati he could understand how advanced they were. By their absorption, spiritual life, yoga, the advancement of yoga, any type of yoga is the degree that you are absorbed in your object of meditation. And he saw this was the supreme absorption in his object of meditation. They were so absorbed that they were seeing Krishna even when Krishna wasn't there. They were seeing the the bumblebee as 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 a servant of Krishna. They were completely absorbed. They were so absorbed that they had no more contact with the intellectual platform. They were absorbed from the heart. And that really, he also, I mean, he probably could have thought of the Bhagavatam, that... Prema Bhakti is where you see Krishna everywhere, inside and outside. That's how Prema Bhakti is described. So he saw they were just completely absorbed. And he was a devotee and he saw that Krishna, 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 Krishna. The spiritual sense of a disappointed lover. Which is of Krishna who had left them, he saw in that consciousness, so he was just, this, you have achieved the perfection. You have achieved the perfection of life. What what you have achieved, no one has achieved before. Even the great sages, even the great sages, no one has achieved this before. And what, what, what the gopis have achieved in closeness to God was not even achieved by the goddess Lakshmi. Because of that reverence, it keeps a certain distance. But this spiritual, romantic love in separation or in union while they they could not achieve your direct association. The Lord embraced you. That was the level of your intimacy. And he said, the two things in life that are hardest to give up is, it's hard for Americans sometimes to understand this, family attachment, functional family, functional family where where yeah I remember some people coming to Colombia I remember when Leela Vrindavan and we visited this one lady who's an aspiring disciple you know and the father was a father and the mother was a mother and the mother loved the father and the father loved the children and the children loved the you know and it's like where, where do you see this <laughs> where do you see this? And they would get attached. So it's not easy to give it up. I I describe that um, as a book by uh, Richard Rohr, great book called Falling Upward. And he describes the first part of life is building the pot where the rasa of spirituality can be held. In other words, if you're not married, if you don't have children, you know, if you don't have the proper job, you're not gonna be able to think of God at all. You're just gonna think about getting married, you're gonna think about this, you're gonna be about that, or not every different, but you're gonna think about where's your job, what is this, you know, you're not settled. That's why one person made a point that It's an interesting point, I I can't verify it, but he said the worst thing you can do for environment right now is cut off fossil fuels. Now his reasoning was interesting, because if you do that, it's gonna raise the price of energy and who's gonna suffer most, the poor people. And the poorer you are, the less you care about the environment. (laughs) Well, the poorer you are, who cares about the environment? It's the people that can think of it, not the people who can't get food and can't get. So in the same sense, you know, the people who, 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 if you're not functional in society, it's gonna be hard to think about. So that, that pot is created, but after a while, The second half of life is the pot breaking and just being with the spirituality. The The same thing that is a facility for spirituality at one stage of life becomes an obstacle of spirituality at another stage of life. So he's saying that attached to family, they gave it up so easily. What is the intensity of devotion? and their reputation as chaste, leaving for Krishna. They gave up their reputation as chaste. So difficult that was, and and their intensity of their love is so great that let me just be the dust of Vrindavan, a bush a grass. So the dust, in other words, I honor that so much what I've seen that the lowest part of it and a particle connected to it is more than I can imagine in terms of mercy and value. So, you know, Udava gives these prayers, he just wants to sing their glories, and then he then he stays. He stays in Vrindavan for a couple of months just talking about the pastimes of Krishna. And what happens? It seems like a moment. And I believe the commentators say the gopis enter into the uppercut Lila. <laughs> They're there with Krishna. Their absorption, can you imagine? It's, it sounded like, a, uh, it sounded, it felt like a moment their absorption was so deep. And he went to all the places of Krishna's pastimes. And then Uddhava left, and they were incredibly separated from him because he's the representative of God. So they were incredibly separated from him, and they spontaneously, not just out of formal etiquette, but spontaneous, out of love, they started bringing him gifts. And then he returns. And because he was the expert counselor, because he was the most intelligent, because he was the most learned, and because he was a beloved friend of Krishna, he was able to actually witness and assimilate what he saw, and then came and expressed it to Krishna and Lord Balaram and King Ugrasena and Krishna's father Vasudev. They were able to hear about that. He was able to. So he actually achieved his mission, and on Monday morning greetings, you will read my article, The Messenger of God. Because that's what I'm inspired about and uh yeah it's so nice I, I mean this morning dear kala chandri and uh yadavendra incredibly pious soul i don't know anybody as pious as Yaduvendra. very spiritually advanced very successful in business very close to iendra saipula shirada uh, govinda swami He came to thank me and deliver the books. And tomorrow I got a nice message from Jamuna Jeevanam. He's a great saint, he's gonna come visit me. So I feel very honored. So while I'm here in Vrindavan, I'm trying to take advantage of the, the very, very saintly people. And I'm trying to just be absorbed in chanting and hearing about Krishna especially for this holy month of Kartik, where bhakti is given very, it says what cannot be attained outside at, at, what can be attained outside with great effort. prema bhakti can easily be purchased for one who follows you know Kartik. So we're, we're, we're following it the, the Kartik here. The only temptation is, tons of sweets are coming to my room every day, and I'm trying not to eat sweets, <laughs> and Krishna's tempting me. Even I got a whole bag of homemade chocolate chip cookies. Did you take? Were they good? Oh, I don't do You're saved for later. OK, I'm supposed to go next door, but a few people want to say hello. Hi, Krishna Hello. Thank you for class. Um, I I really love the point of um, the, that Richard Rohr quote. It's... Hi, Haribo. I hope to see you soon. Oh, come here. No, I want you to see. See everybody. <laughs> This is what happens in Vrindavan. The gopis, I've been chanting so intensely. What is your name? My name is Radha. Say to the people here, say, my name is Radha. You can talk to them. (laughs) Okay. I don't know. Are you going, Radha? Okay. Radha, you can go. Thank you. Okay, I, I don't plan this. This was. You're coming here to get me, right? For the trans. So the translate. That was the translator's daughter. And uh, she comes every day to clean my room. <laughs> I can't tell you. <laughs> okay, I, I, I'm supposed to go now. You see, Mukunda is very sharp. Many uh, people, to everybody together. They're, they're already there. They must be doing kirtan now. Okay. Um, I have to go. Well, let me just. You want to say goodbye, Radha? Okay. Say goodbye to them. Goodbye. Bye, Radha. <laughs> okay. Okay, you're gonna get me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Vayrada, you are so adorable. Oh my god, who's saying that? This is Gail. Isn't she adorable, Gail? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, th- these these were priceless moments just now when she was hugging you. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> Finally. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I, I'm going to have to go. Rada and her father are coming to get me. Okay. Hi, Bob. Okay.